Hey, good morning. Good to see you. Listen, man, if you have not been outside yet, the weather is changing. And then yet it's 10 to 9 on a Friday morning. And if you haven't been outside yet, I would say this. You either work nights or are retired, have the day off or something. But anyway, I hope that you have your copy of God's Word available and hope you can open it. Psalm chapter 1, the first psalm. Uh, it is a wonderful psalm, by the way, as you're turning there, as you're getting there. As you're doing that, I want to correct something I didn't say, but left the impression of yesterday. I was talking about Bible readings. I said that in the coming in the coming year, and that's just not that far away, we will uh, embark on a new plan to read the Bible through. We'll read six chapters a day in the Old Testament for the first 180 days. Then the next 180 days, uh, we will read a little less than a chapter and a half a day, average, and that will finish the New Testament. And so uh, a big block Old Testament, a smaller block of New Testament. Now, and I do that because I think most people really, really, really are, are trying to grasp New Testament truths and realities. And that will help us, for example, as we go through the Gospels to see what Jesus said and did. And, and then when we go through some of the letters like Romans and others where there's so much, I don't know, um, truth, doctrine, whatever you want to say, things we need to grasp, put it that way, it will give us the ability to take small enough bites where we would grasp it. Uh, I read a book years ago, Eating the Elephant, and uh, it was it was a good book. It really was a good book overall. I don't know what happened to it. I've given some of my books away when I retired, and, and really, to be honest with you, I have library, my library, all my reference books on my, my iPad, and so I didn't need the library as much as I did once, and I'd always dreamed of giving it away to ministers and then when Caleb uh, surrendered the ministry, our son, and uh, my dream became to leave him a library. Well, he got it early, and he got everything he wanted. And I have a friend. I had a friend that was serving in Kentwood at the time, and he got everything he wanted. I got an, I got a friend that's still serving in Kentwood, and he got everything he wanted, and still had some uh, to get rid of, and still have a few around here. But that that particular book I've not seen. But anyway, the main lesson from eating the elephant. I begins with the question, or was asked pretty quick, how do you eat an elephant? And the answer is, it's simple enough. I and mean, many of you probably think, well, yeah, eat it one bite at a time. Well, that's exactly right. And so in the second half of the year, that bite will be smaller. Now, the bite in the New in the Old Testament is bigger, but that gets us through uh, some of those hard-to-read chapters where you're offering sacrifices and, and talking about wars and battles and kingdoms and that we don't totally understand. However... Having said that, I look forward to uh, reading the Bible through every year. Now, you say 100, 800, 360, right? Yes, I like to take the last four or five days of the year and just read some passages of Scripture that I think are significant and important, and they change from year to year as God leads. And for example, that's what we're doing today, reading Psalm 1. In my Bible reading and in my um, Thought for the Day book that I'm writing, uh, this was the Bible reading for today. We have finished our, our, our Read the Bible Through year and um, talked about that, you know, uh, talked about things there. And then we finish up, I think this was the 29th. We've got two more days in a year in that particular reading. And we'll finish up with, with selected scripture passages, just the way I like to do it. I hope that you'll enjoy it. I have, and it's benefited me. And uh, you say, how do you know when reading the Bible is benefiting you? Well, one of the things I have found is that as you're reading the Bible, you know that it is sticking, it's coming through. If your mind's like mine, now a lot of people's not, I'll admit that. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. 
But while I'm reading one story, in the back of my mind, I'm already anticipating the next one and that it's coming and things like that. And so that reminds me that, you know, reading God's word has begun to take hold and beginning to remember it. Uh, the psalmist said, thy word I've hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. And, and so it's just one of the things that we do to help get the word in our in our mind, in our heart, in our soul, our spirit, all those, all those wonderful things. So, Brother Danny, you've taken a long time to introduce this. Yes, I have. But uh, anyway, I wanted to correct that because I went back and listened to yesterday. While I didn't say we'd read 10 chapters a day of the New Testament, or six chapters a day of the New Testament, well, it kind of sounded like I implied that. No, the New Testament is actually about a chapter and a half a day. Uh, we might read two one day and one the next, something like that. But anyway, we're getting there. We're, we're designing it. I've, I did my second Bible reading for the new year uh, today. And so I read this Psalm 1, and I, then I read six chapters of the book of Genesis. And, and so I'm ready to rock and roll today. Now, I know people who've read the Bible through in 90 days. And I thought Christy did that this year. Whew, that's a lot. That's great. That's awesome. Done that. I've done that before. In fact, one summer, well, you know what? You don't probably need to know that story. You probably don't care about it, but I'm going to tell it to you anyway. <laughs> when we were younger and I first got saved, I, I knew very, I, you know, I, I hadn't gone to church much. When I did go, I didn't pay attention, just to be honest with you. And so uh, when I got saved, I decided, huh, I need to read the Word of God. In fact, it always amazes me people get saved and they don't start reading the Word of God because that's what I did. However, my mind, as I've said, I've mentioned that before, I got one of those crazy several track minds. I could uh, read the Bible and listen to a ball game, watch a ball game on TV all at the same time and tell you what was going on and everyone drove Kathy crazy. Oh, she hated it. Uh, and I could hold a conversation with her too, by the way. So anyway, uh, that summer, I was down the evenings and things got done, just read my Bible, listen to the Astros and, and have a game on TV too. And so I don't, I lost track how many times I read the Bible through that summer, I, I, don't, I don't even count. I don't. I, don't, I didn't keep counting. No, uh, and I don't know if that's important. I, listen, there are a lot of things people told me. Keep counting this. Keep counting that. That I didn't do. And, and now that I've reached those uh, later years where I'm not uh, pastoring, I'm an interim pastor, and uh, trying to you know to get our ministry and do the things there. I guess sometimes it would it would be good if I'd had some of those things to remember. Uh, you know, how many weddings, how many funerals, how many this, how much that. When did I preach this book? I guess that'd been good if I'd done that from the beginning. But I didn't. We just lived life as it came, and so we did best we could. But one thing that's never changed, and that is desire every year to read God's Word. Now, there were a few years, just to be honest, in case you're thinking about that, there were a few years where I decided that um, I wanted to read the New Testament at a slower pace, and though once or twice, I, I, that's what I did as a as a Bible reading chore. You say, Brother Danny, is that good? Hey, look, if you're reading nothing, reading something is great. If you've been reading nothing, reading 10 verses a day is great. So uh, whatever program you use, use it, just stick with it, expand it, change it from time to time. Uh, but do that. But I hope that you'll be with us. Now, Psalm 1, I haven't lost my place or our track. I'm, I'm still on the Word of God. I do want to say one other thing to you, though, however, in the form of apology. I have noticed that um, I have developed a habit of deep sighs and things like that. And you picked that up on the microphone. Uh, I need to get water from time to time and the ice clinks and all that. I am sorry about the distracting noises that you hear from time to time. And I'm hoping to get better about that. I'm hoping um, to be wise enough, smart enough to block some of that out. 
and uh, to be careful about what I do. But having said that, let me say this with deep appreciation. Thank you for listening and thank you for sharing. A number of people have shared with other folks about our podcast. This, in fact, this is a podcast recorded on Anchor. Uh, we have learned that it, it, it gets an even uh, more broad attention to go ahead and post it on my story where it stays about 24 hours on Facebook. They stay on the podcast. That's why I talk about both. Uh, we don't get registered um, listeners if you listen to it on Facebook. And the Facebook, <laughs> I always like to say that, my friend says it. And the Facebook sticks. Uh, I, I was reading one, excuse me, I was listening to one the other day on Facebook, just, just seeing how it goes. And it stuck on me several times. Now, maybe that is a problem I only have, although I know other people had it because they've told me. So if you just go, if you want to listen and, and have a chance of not being you know, hung up, then if you'll just listen on the podcast, I record these on Anchor. Yeah, it's easy enough to look at A-N-C-H-O-R. Uh, my whole library of podcasts, so there's, as I assume everybody else's is, you can find them on Spotify. I don't know if they have the library. Don't have a clue. I don't I don't think they would. I think they just have the podcast with their drop. And then um, Apple, on the Apple site, uh, you go through and you get that. And somebody told me uh, that you could get them off iHeart, but I, I don't know about that, so that could be wrong. Look up DK Ministries. Uh, if you find out that's true, let me know, and I'll share that. Uh, I just somebody told me that, and they wouldn't lie to me, but I just wonder sometimes you think you're on one site and you're on another, because uh, that, that happens to be a lot. Okay, blessed is the man, Psalm 1, I, I told you, I didn't forget. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. It brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does, he shall prosper. Uh, the ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly I shall perish. Now, if I was to talk about, uh, I give a theme or a title today, I talk about transformation. What the psalmist is talking about, what God has laid upon his heart, is the idea of transforming our lives where we no longer want to hang around and be around the ungodly, uh, the unscrupulous, uh, uh, the, the, the sinner who is just constantly uh, just focusing on anti-God things. That doesn't mean we don't love, doesn't mean we don't care for it, doesn't mean we don't try to witness to them. But we don't want them to have control or influence in our life. Uh, that is one reason I, I, I focus on verses 4 through 6. The ungodly, not so. Transformation. Uh, blessed be the godly. Uh, remember how the ungodly are. So transformation, difference, huge difference, gap, uh, dividing point. The ungodly, not so, but are like the shaft, which the wind drives away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly uh, shall perish. Uh, that that word of chaff, and, and you know, that, that trash stuff just being blown away. Well... The one thing I've learned lately, and I've really I learned it here, been reminded of it uh, as I've been uh, helping a, a dear, dear friend of mine I love very much, clear their place. And um, here at our place where my grandfather lived and uh, my parents owned, and then we have owned for quite a while now, but not able really to keep up in the woods and things and keep our path straight, we have had to reclaim things. 
and we have had to cut trash and, you know, hedge bush, and I've heard it called privet, and I've heard it called constant stuff. Man, it stuff is crazy. You cut it, and it didn't want to let go, and sometimes it seems like the uh, the other trash grabs a hold of it and holds it. It's very hard to get rid of, very hard. Well, we've been fighting that battle here for a long time, and um, remembering that, you know, often being reminded that um, it's hard to get rid of the trash in your life uh, because sometimes your life wants to hold on to it. You cut it off, and yet it pulls it back. I guess it's like the person who was looking at pornography in magazines and tries to get rid of the magazines, and then he turns on his electronic device, whatever it is, uh, watch, phone, uh, iPad, computer. Gosh, I don't even know. There's so many different devices out there nowadays, and I'm not a, I'm not a tech guy. I remember in youth camp several years, we had a guy who admitted that he had at one time a pornography problem. And he talked about even on his honeymoon, looking at pornography and, and how he had to deal with that and come through that. And Jesus gave him victory over it. And I'm thankful for that. And I'm thankful for hearing his testimony and what it was, the old life trying to hold on. And, and as I said, we were, we've been helping this, this dear, dear friend of ours uh, clean up their place, clean up their fields more, you know, more accurately. Her husband passed away and she just hasn't been able to... <sighs> Well, there's that sigh, I'm sorry. Uh, she hasn't been able to deal with keeping it clean. And uh, actually, she wants to uh, she wants to move on from there and, you know, kind of put that behind her. She says she just can't really go home uh, without, you know, seeing him. And everybody has different opinions and views of things, and I'm not going to offer one here. I just want to help my friend. And so we went and, and, and said, look, we'll help you bush hog your fields. Uh, I don't know, I think how many acres is, but they're divided up. And boy, were they full of trash. And there was stuff. And so the first thing I did was try to bush hog. And boy, that was that was problematic. Yeah, all this trash, you had to kind of, all this trash, you try to push it out of the way, try to cut what you could. As you push trash out of the way, the other trash would reach up and grab it. Man, what well, should have probably taken two days, maybe three days to bush hog, I don't know. It's taken, well, it, 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 it took a while. <laughs> and then even after I cut it, uh, there's still piles of trash there. Uh, recently, I went back after our recent wind event we had here in South Mississippi. I know wherever you are, you've had a lot of them too, probably. Um, and I noticed that some, some had blown. So some of the stuff that didn't belong, but some of it just hung on. And the reason it's hung on, the, the grass has seemed to catch on to it, catch it on to it. And I thought about this psalm that, yes, there'll come time when, when that's dead and it blows away, but as long as the grass holds on to it, it'll stay right there. Well, the heart, your heart, my heart, it has to let go uh, of the things we need to let go. It has to, uh, it has to say, you know what, I had enough of this. I, I don't want any more of this. I want to get rid of it. Well, to do that, we have to, uh, well, we have to keep at it. I told the owner of the field, I said, look, it's going to take several bush hoggings to to really dress that up, to really get rid of it. Don't worry, it may take some burnings too. We may have to take some of that old rubble or trash and kind of pile it up. That's what we got a lot of piles now. We just had to burn it off. Got to get rid of it. And, and I tell them not to worry, we're going to take care of it. The day before I wrote this, which is yesterday, today, <laughs> but, by the, but who knows when you hear that. Uh, I, I, you say, why do you make the day so smart? Well, because it looks like it's raining. Uh, going to rain, anyway, excuse me. And uh, so you pick this, uh, you, you listen to the podcast that I talk about yesterday going to, and you think, how can you do that? It was storming yesterday. Well, 
That's why I give you kind of try to give you an idea. Yesterday was a beautiful day. Had some clouds. Was beautiful. It was hot, and we were able to work. We were able to work in a place that really needed it. Now we had worked at that place before, uh, getting this out, taking care of this, moving this, moving that, but it really needed to be shaped up. And so it wasn't time for the bush hog. It was time for the box blade and the front end loader to do their thing. And so we worked several hours yesterday just, you know, smoothing out the rough places, you know, getting ready the roots that were still trying to hold on underneath. Well, it was hard work, it was tedious work. But boy, what a pleasure to, when we got through, just to sit back. There's a, um, there's a building we, Kathy and I have shared picnics on. We've never been picnic people. But boy, we've enjoyed some picnics here. Now, I have to tell you, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you something right now that has nothing to do in the many ways what we're talking about today. But I want to encourage every married couple to stay close. So when those days of retirement come, you will enjoy those times like Kathy and I have been blessed to have uh, at this lady's house and her land and other places. Well, four or five times we've sat there in front of one of those old buildings and had a little picnic. And um, it's been a blessing. It just has. Uh, but I thought about it yesterday. The reason those have been so special is we've always been close through the years. And I remember Dr. Macklin Hubble told us in counseling uh, that it is up to you to defend your marriage and that if you leave, you know, if you leave light between you and your spouse, then something's going to slip in there. So I want to just encourage you that. Anyway, get back to Psalm 1. So therefore I wrote this, Kathy, go back, work on that area. It was overgrown before. It was trashy. We had, we had cut it. We had gone through there with, uh, with, you know, knocking this down, knocking this away, trying to pull this up, trying to pull that up. And so then yesterday we just took the box blade and the, and the front end loader and just smoothed everything out. We, you know, after we got done, we, we had our picnic, and you could just look out, and it was just beautifully transformed. And I thought about this psalm. I thought, well, today, the reality of this psalm is, you know, hey, it is better. It looks better. But if you don't, if people don't keep it down, if people don't keep it smooth, if people don't keep working at it, that trash should come back. That's why it's so important that we stay among the godly that we do godly things, that we, we stay away from the practices of the ungodly because that stuff that gets tall and tough and hard to get rid of will come back if we're not careful. This morning, I don't really have a, six points to share with you. I don't really have uh, four things to tell you. I just have one simple truth. Watch your heart. Guard your heart. Keep it clean. Keep it pure. Get everything out of there that doesn't belong so that the chaff may blow away because there's no life in it and the heart and life may look like that place we worked at yesterday. Clean, refreshed, restored, invigorating, and yes, inviting. You and I today, I pray that we'll live the life, we'll walk the walk, we'll talk the talk. Transformation, that's what it's about. The believer becomes transformed by the power of Christ. It does a work in their heart. Trash is taken away and healing comes in. Well, I hope you enjoyed the day. I enjoyed it. I Listen, uh, we're trying to give you a thought every day. And today's thought, obviously, is keep your heart pure. Keep your heart right. Take the trash out. Oh, gosh, could I tell you a story about that? But I won't. Just don't have time. But anyway, I will tell you one day about a lady that I know that didn't take her trash out. And what happened? Listen, we love you. We're praying for you. 
We're so glad that, that you're part of our ministry. And I pray today uh, that you'll contact us, dspreacherman at gmail.com, all lowercase. Email us. Let us know what you think, what you believe, what you hear, what you what Lord lays on your heart. Or make a suggestion to us. We're, we're not above taking any suggestions. Contact us on the Facebook uh, DK Ministries just like, hey, whatever you got to tell us, tell us. We, we'd appreciate it. We love it. We love that you listen. We're thankful. And we want to listen to you when, you when you contact us. You have our text number, text us. Remember, uh, dspreacherman at gmail.com, all lowercase. dspreacherman at gmail.com, all lowercase. DK Ministries. God bless you. I love you. I hope to see you next time. And yes, by the way, let's keep our hearts clean. Let's keep our hearts pure. See you later.